What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers in a Shot of Milk. We are fans. We are geeks. We love comic books, TV shows, superheroes, sci-fi, fantasy, video games, anime. We love it all. We have Chris St. Victor, one of the uh, biggest Batman fans. That's <laughs> true. You pimped out your, your, your crossfire to the Batmobile. Th- those are facts. <laughs> all those things have happened. Facts and Jack Walker Pearson, our, our Superman fan right here. I haven't met a bigger Superman fan than this guy. He's, he's wearing his, you can't see him, but he's wearing a Superman t-shirt. And maybe yourself. I, I know. Been, yeah. uh, you know the dates better than I do. You know dates. You know, like, numbers. June 11, 1938. <laughs> Boom. <Ooh. laughs> and we got... Richard Wilson over here. Not only is he a geek like us, but this guy goes into video games and anime in a way that, that, that that's crazy. He judges me for not wanting to read subtitles. But that's all right. <sighs> is it though? <laughs> is it though? <laughs> um, so guys, okay. So we're here. Where do you, you miss one person? Oh, me. How'd I forgive myself? Tripping. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. I'm a geek, man. I love toys and, and comic books. I'm all over it. You know, I have, I'm such a geek that I have like toys for myself and then toys that my son plays with, but the two do not cross. He can't touch my action figures. That's how much of a geek I am. It runs deep. Um, so what are you guys watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? I just, uh, I cop. The new Robin from the, yeah, the McFarlane Toys line has been re, a big, big, big fan of it. So I just copped that. Um, that and I got Azriel too. Really? Yeah. Target, That's an Target, Target that I Target. wouldn't like got. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that, that's where I'm at for toys, reading. I'm just catching up on the on Invincible. I've been reading Invincible since you put me onto it, Lawrence, and then I fell off. And after this, after the show, I just craved more, so I'm on that. And then uh, that's about it for me. Jackie boy? Yeah, man. I'm reading a lot right now. I'm watching a lot. Um, the, the Thor Black Winter storyline was just... So good, man. We could spend a whole episode just talking about how good that comic line was. And not, I'm not even a big Thor fan. I was like going nuts over how good this was. It was comparable. A few years back, there was a Thor storyline with uh, the Butcher or something like that. And it was comparable to just how good that show, uh, stuff was. Uh, the other thing that's been real hot this year, I've been kind of trying to keep up with, but comic books during COVID was crazy. I mean, it was so slow for getting stuff out that what they were doing was just pumping out variant editions, right? New covers. Uh, um, but the Strange Academy was dope. Um, mm-hmm. That's a new line that kind of uh, happened this <laughs> this last year. And I got lucky. I got a Peach Mononoko variant cover, which is like 600 bucks now. So what? I'm super stoked to have put that in my collection. I need the bank. Oh, uh, what else? What? Yeah, yeah, thank you. I'm reading a book that has nothing to do with comics. It's called Einstein Picasso, and it draws parallels on their lives and how the two guys in the same kind of time zone changed so much of what we know, you know? Mm. Uh, it's kind of a cool book. It's by Arthur I. Miller, not to be mistaken with the playwright. Why got to get all smart on us? <laughs> you ask, what are we reading? What are we watching? That's, that's another thing I'm reading right now. Um, I really want to read the the King and Black storyline, the Ven- Venom thing. Anyone read that yet? Nah, man, I haven't been to Marvel enough. My Venom Yo. ends at like mid nineties. That's <laughs> it. Like with those, three, with those the, three, the new, this, the King and Black Venom thing just looks crazy. It's like the whole world. Whole I, I haven't I haven't dived in at all. I've just seen like clips of it. It looks so good though. Like, insanely good. Um, what am I watching? I'll tell you what I want to watch. I want to watch Love, Death, Robot. Volume 2 just came out. 
Banger. Oh, Big fan. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I can't wait. I, I'm in the dark. Yo, I'm in the dark. This podcast idea is sacrifice because <laughs> I'm sacrificing <laughs> that episode right now. Uh, I really want to watch that. There's this new anime called Yasuki, I think it's called. It looks pretty dope. It's also on Netflix. So I'm going to jump to you, Rich. <laughs> what are you watching? What are you playing? What are you doing? I'm not watch- I'm not watching anything new. I mean, I finished um with Jupiter's Legacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Finished that one. I-, I I need to give it another rewatch because I feel like I might have missed some things. Yeah, I've been yeah, like you. I I watched uh, Jupiter's Legacy. I finished that up last weekend, and yeah, I mean, I I think the show is cool. It got me really interested in wanting to read the graphic novels because okay. I think they go deeper and I think they're much more bloodier. I think the violence is a little more crazy. Mark Millar, you know, he's yeah. going to go in. Um, so I watched that. I had a good time with it. I had a good time with it. Um, I've been reading, man, these Power Ranger comic books, dude, they're dope, man. They like take the heart of the TV show, but uh-huh. it's adult. But it's not so adult. It doesn't feel like like they're just making it all dark. No, it's like it, it matches the show, but the, the stakes are high. It's like a Avengers level problems. Um, so that's what I've been reading, and uh, I really want. I had this Harley Quinn uh, comic book made from the same people that did uh, the Joker and the Lex Luthor, and I, I got to jump back into that. But yeah, man, that's what I've been. Pretty much, and I'm trying to finish Red Dead Redemption. I've been trying to finish that for like. Oh, you and me both. <laughs> where, 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 where are you in, in Red Dead? I'm towards the end. Like, I, I don't want to say anything because I might spoil it, but I'm towards the end. I just have to to finish it. Let's get to the news, man. It's some interesting news that has, has come out, as you guys know. Or maybe you not don't know Kevin Smith is doing a Masters of the Universe animated series on Netflix called Masters of the Universe. Uh, is it, oh, I got to check my notes. Is it Revelation or Revolution? I always get confused. Uh, uh, Revelation. Revelation. And it is pretty much, it picks up from where it left off back in the 80s. But, you know, it, it's more adulted up. The things are taken a little bit more seriously. But it keeps the same spirit. And they finally just dropped some uh, images of the animation. And for you guys listening, you know, Google it right now. I'm going to show these guys. But look at that. I'm showing them a picture of He-Man and Skeletor going it at looks, it. It looks good. It looks so good. Um, the guys involved with this is fantastic. I'm so excited. And Kevin Smith is such a geek. He's such a a nerd for this stuff. So they put the show in, in the right hands. Um, I'm very excited for that. How do, how do you guys feel about that one? Let me ask you guys this. Have you gone back and rewatched Masters of the Universe, like the original series? Years ago, I think I watched a couple clips. It's not that good. And I really, really tried. So I have the DVD set that I got for a Christmas gift a long time ago. I we watch it in the car because the car only plays DVDs. So I put it on when my son watches it. And it's just not that good. But, but you know, we look back on it so fondly. This series is special because I think it's made for us. I think it's made for you love this when you were five. So now we're taking the spirit of that and now you'll love it in your 30s. I think it's for us. Yeah. So I hope. And making me not the end, he making go, did you learn what happened today? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. It's just, I mean, I don't know. I would suggest you go back and watch it. It just, it hasn't held up. Something has holds up stronger than He-Man holds up. I'll tell you that right. Listen, listen. You stop hating on He-Man. He-Man is what brought me to the game. <laughs> um, what, Jack, Rich, what do you think? Are you guys intrigued, excited about this at all? Or am I the only one? I, I Personally, I don't know anything about it at this point. I'm a little out of the loop on that one. I'm showing no, pictures of the action figures coming no, out. Look at these babies. Already? Come on. 
They already did. Well, they, they put out images. I don't know when they drop. Come on, guys. Rich. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm, Yo, you, know, you had to like. I can't wait for it to come out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like what Chris said, man, I'm, I'm scared to go back and watch some of the old stuff from my childhood because I'm like, I feel like it's just going to let me down. Yeah. It was a simpler time <laughs> back then. It didn't take much to entertain us. Um, well, okay, so let's, 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 let's make let's, some more adult news. Did you guys see the new Venom trailer? Yes. Yes. Oh, man. That's uh, uh, Venom. Uh, Venom um, what's the full title? Carnage. Carnage. Yeah, Carnage. Oh, my goodness. And I didn't even see the first Venom movie. I was no. one of them people. Well, I was like, Spider-Man's not in it now. And I just... Uh, I know, I know. Outside the universe... It may be one of my favorite movies outside the universe. Really? Mm. Yes. Outside the Spider-Man universe, you mean? Outside the Spider-Man, outside the MCU universe. Eh, it's up there. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. You're not going to go in there expecting like a mind-blowing event, but it's a fun movie and it's fun to see Venom and it almost redeems the terrible Venom we got in Spider-Man 3. Where do you put it against, you know, this is an old movie we're talking about, so we're not going to stand it too long. Where do you put it against Deadpool as far as outside the MCU? Yeah, man, that's such a good question. Yeah. Is one of your best outside? <laughs> what about the, the Logan? Man, you, you're, ball, you're walling out, man. You think it's better than the Logan movie? You no, think no, it's no, okay. Movie? You're crazy. Okay, okay. I, it's not better than Logan. It's not. Bro, this, this, we're changing this. Two bros and a shot of milk. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. We lost look, it, brother. Look, look. Venom stands up. I'm a, it's fun. You know, you're going to watch it. You're going to like it. No. I put Deadpool over Venom. Maybe yeah. I'm, I'm ranking it too high because there is some stuff, the really good movies outside. Take a, if you put the Marvel universe, the X-Men universe, and everything sitting outside there, it's one of the better movies. Is so, that I, well, it, 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 it's better than Electra, is what you're saying. It is. Well, I don't know. I mean, Electra was a banger. <laughs> <laughs> no. up Someone back me up, Rich. Tell me. You tell me you watch Venom, and tell me you like Venom. I like Venom, but I'm not going to say it's better than Deadpool. I'm not saying it's better. Whoa, 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 whoa. No way says it's better than Deadpool. I'm just saying we put the Marvel movies in categories. We put it in MCU that we know of. We have X Men in another category, and everything outside of there is better than Ghost Rider. Okay, that. You put everything in separate boxes and compare it with nothing, and of course, it's a great movie. By itself. no, 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 no. Look, 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 look. In this category, you have Daredevil, Elektra, Venom, Deadpool. Uh, both Ghost Riders. Uh, what else we're gonna have? We're gonna have uh, Morbius in there. We have a few others. Well, well, hold up. Then you got Spawn. You got Blade. You got a whole. Now, oh, you do have Blade. Okay, you can have Blade. It's good. I'm telling you, it's good. We're not it's even good. supposed to be on this that long, <laughs> and I'm talking about the trailer for the sequel. <laughs> you guys went hard on it. I got uh, one about the whole Venom thing. And it's such a petty thing to kind of to keep scratching my head about. I don't understand how when his symbiotic self rips out of him through his clothing out to the world and goes back into him, it's not ripping his clothes apart. Wouldn't it be like ripping? Isn't it like isn't it part of this? Well, in the comics, right? It's part of it made his clothes as well. I don't I don't know the movie. In his clothes, he put on a jacket, put on a different shirt, and then the thing rips through it. And goes back in. How's it not even? There's a very simple answer for that. He's the same tailor as the Hulk. That's it. That's it. Except, uh, the Hulk's clothes is ripped out and stretched. <laughs> Just the bottoms, though. The top is fine. fine. Let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move <laughs> on to the debate. <laughs> the bottom Since we're ready for it. Let's move on to the debate. Okay, <laughs> okay I, I have a question. It's a serious question. Who would win in a fight? Superman versus Omni-Man 
versus Homelander versus the Utopian from Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, think about this, Jack. I don't want you to just jump in fast because you, you know you, you know he's Superman. I want to, but I'm Rich, you go first. Yeah, Rich, you go first. I mean, it's a hard one because I really like all I know from Homelander is just the uh, just the show, and from what I've seen on the show, my man has has not been stopped yet. Like he's out there taking the point and doesn't care. He's like, oh, wait, are my ratings good? All right, I'm going to kill you now. How about that? Is there cameras here? You're done. But um, I don't know. Omni-Man, I saw him get messed up twice. Like, he's vulnerable. He's not invincible. But, uh, oh! Ooh. Ooh, what a plug for invincible. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I know who's losing first, I'll tell you that. Without I, that, I think I know who's I'm losing first. I'm Homelander, man. I'm about to go home, Andrew. Ooh, it's a bold statement. It's a bold statement. This just from, from limited knowledge, I'm going to have to go with I'm telling you who's losing right off the bat. Utopian is losing. Because there was that scene where, you know, without giving away too many, I'm not giving away any spoilers. Number one, during the fight, he gets beat and he's hurt. Hurt, hurt, hurt. Yeah. Number two, he's plowing a field and struggling out of breath from pulling a plow. Okay. Number yeah. three, we see massive battles in obviously with Superman, obviously with uh, Invincible, not so much yet with Homelander, but we don't see the same level of battles where people are being thrown through buildings, thrown through mountains, thrown through a subway that we do with, with Utopia. I don't think they're cut from the same cloth. I think he's getting knocked out first round. I. I got to tag team that. I absolutely agree with Chris. You know, it's kind of a loaded question to start out with. You basically got three bootleg Supermans taking on a Superman, <laughs> which, which, which is just the truth, uh, you know, and I'm not yep. Utopian. I agree with Chris of the four of them, probably the weakest Homelander. I would put him third weakest. He's just a, he's a genetic modified thing. And you're right. We never seen him really fight anything other than a dude. So he can fly. He's got bootleg heat vision and he's strong. But how strong? And then Omni-Man. Now, that's the kicker. If if I'm not not being a real jerk, Omni-Man is bred from a race of beings who did nothing but mutilate (laughs) anyone who couldn't hack it. And he's one of the top dogs. And 300 in space. For real. No. So, but but here's where I think Superman wins. Think about Omni Man. He's not getting any stronger. He is as strong as he is. Which Jack, is you're taking my whole argument. Keep going. Superman. Yo, I just read. I, I read, and I was way late on this one. This is uh, came out like 2009 or something like this. It was a Superman comic book where Superman literally punched a single punch took out one of the DC universe gods who created all of the multiverse. And the way he did that is he, he was trapped in a thing. It's a whole long storyline. It's pretty damn good though. But he flew through a sun and then got so strong. He flew through another sun and then he threw, he's flying through a series of like 12 suns comes out and one punch lays out a dude who literally had the power to create the multiverses. <laughs> who you are? No one's that strong. I, so yeah, I got I might have to go with Jack. Okay, I think um, I might actually put Homelander before Utopian, only because Utopian. You see him fight that dude who's super strong. Like, we don't see Homelander get tested when it comes to fights with somebody that might be equal to. And then the dude, I don't know if he was lying or not, but then he said, like, he couldn't rescue this plane because if he tried to carry it, I'm like, okay, you, your power levels are questionable. And we haven't seen you have to, like, fight. Um, where Utopian, at least we saw him go up against a formidable foe, even though he has butt whoop. Um, but they're that's, both taken out. That's a good point. I'm sorry to jump in. You know, you know the other thing to add to the point you're making, 
we constantly throughout the series see Homelander, uh, not Homelander, Utopian checking himself. He's pulling back. He's pulling back, um, which is similar to Superman. But I, um, now here's the kicker. Omni-Man and Superman are the only ones who get stronger as they get older. Superman absorbs more sun. Omni-Man, they show the Vulture like They just get stronger and better. Um, Superman has no cap feeling like Jack mentioned. But if Kryptonite's brought into play, Omni-Man doesn't have a weakness like that. But at the same time, Superman has more power than Omni-Man. Omni-Man is a trained fighter, trained murderer. But Superman, it's like that Justice League, Chris, that Justice League uh, Unlimited when Superman was fighting Darkseid. Yep. And he's like, now I finally get to let loose. I live in a world back. of cardboard. I live in a world of cardboard. I yep. think... Yeah. I think Superman would be Omni-Man, but it would be a fight that pretty much like the Earth would, the Earth would lose because <laughs> their fight would destroy everything. I think Homelander would throw a punch at Superman and Omni-Man. They look at him like, "Who are you?" And Utopian has been shown to get weaker as he got older. So I might have to give it to Superman on this one because yeah, he could just fly through his son. <laughs> um. What about One Punch Man? Listen, no one's being One Punch Man. (laughs) (laughs) Just shut your mouth. Now, here's the thing. You think about that. All these superheroes are as strong as their stories need them to be. That's why Mm -hmm. their power levels fluctuate. I don't think any of them can beat One Punch Man because the only way for One Punch Man to exist in his story is that he's bored, that everybody's easy. Like, if he, if he loses, then he's no longer one punch man. And I well, think, I'll, I'll say, though, at the end of the series in his final fight, he threw a lot more than one punch. I don't count season two. I don't know. Who, season, whoever made season two, they were different people. Oh, in, in the, in, uh, the, the first, in first the, season? In, in the first the season? season? I don't remember. I got to go back and check. I could be wrong. I would say this. Superman, Omni-Man, Utopian, Homelander, I've never seen them throw just one punch. Mm. Um, But now we have to get to the topic because we're running out of time. (laughs) Um, And we don't want to keep you wonderful people listening for far too long. We're going to talk about the Snyder Cut real quick. Here's just a little recap for those who don't know. Justice League came out some years ago. It was kind of a Frankenstein monster movie. Uh, Zack Snyder started it. He had his whole vision. Warner Brothers pulled back after the criticism, I think, of Batman v Superman. They wanted more MCU humor. They wanted less of the dark stuff. They pulled him back. It was supposed to be a two-part movie. It got turned into one. And then it was t- said that they wanted it no more than two hours. And then Zack Snyder had a tragedy in his family. And then Warner Brothers brought Josh Whedon on of Avengers fame to finish the movie, but it turned out he actually wound up remaking the movie into, and everybody wants to give Joss Whedon a lot of crap for it, but the powers that be must have wanted him to Avengers the movie. Yada, 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 long story short, fans got behind it. Hashtag Save the Snyder Cut was born. The pandemic hit. Movies weren't in theaters. HBO Max, Warner Brothers, Time Warner, bought like a HBO, whatever, something like that. And HBO Max came about and they decided what a perfect way to really kick their streaming service into gear to drop the Zack Snyder four-hour Justice League Snyder Cut. We've all seen it. I'm sure you guys have all seen it because this is not new. But um, I'll go first. I, I absolutely loved it. I loved it. I have no idea what his original version would have been. Because it wouldn't have been four hours in the movie theaters. Um, I love that. I had some issues with it. Um, but I thought it was, it was really great. And like Jack, I'm a Superman fan. And this was the first time we actually get to see him kind of be the Boy Scout up, up and away. You know, there's a scene with him with Lois in the field. Spoiler alert. And she's like, you have to go, don't you? And he's like, I have to know why they brought me back. You know, like that's. 
Superman. Like you just came back to life. You have your mother and, and your fiance in front of you, but you got to go. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. What say you got? I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, four hours never felt so fast for me. I felt like it was, you know, offline we've had a conversation of how my personal feelings that they, they rushed the DC universe and I felt like they did a good job of bringing it together for me. Um, they gave Flash, Cyborg, you know, those aren't throwaway characters. And they gave those characters depth, you know, outside, you know, obviously I'm the Batman guy, huge Batman fan, big Superman fan. I, you know, Wonder Woman fan, I want to see the, the Trinity, I want to see the big three, but I also want to see, want to see everyone else. And I feel like we, we got a chance to see that. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping to restore the Snyderverse, but news came out that Zack Snyder may actually make a complete break with, with uh, Warner Brothers altogether. So that might be the swan song, which is a little bit disappointing for me. You know, I might be the odd man out here <clears throat> a little bit. Now, oh, let me preface that by saying I, I totally enjoyed the film. Um, <laughs> but I think if any decent director a five-hour platform to tell a movie That's that was true. already that was already am I exaggerating a little bit a little over four hours to tell a story millions of dollars in resources to compete with something that was hands down not well received and poorly put together it's gonna be better Mm -hmm. that being said what I did like about it uh, I love that within all that time that the guy was given he developed some stuff you know, th- these characters finally got a chance to be developed because I absolutely agree. How did DC manage to rush their entire canon? You know, money, money, whatever. Yeah. My problem with my problem with the film is Snyder himself. I, I'm sorry to say this, but I think the guy somehow lacks the empathy to understand the moral compass of these characters he's at the helm of. We're talking about heroes, and he's so casual with what he does with them in his films. They kill a person. doesn't matter. Wonder Woman's freaking smashing dudes on the walls and their heads are exploding. She's an Amazon warrior. I'm, listen, I'm not saying she hasn't she killed in the com- World War One. I'm saying a hero has to stand for something other than the easy choice. And that's something I did actually really like about the, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, the, the Jupiter Legacy. This idea that someone has to be more than the easy choice, you know, despite the odds. And that's what I really didn't like about most of Snyder's DC content. His heroes kill and it doesn't cost them very much. And the villains aren't much worse than the heroes. That's what I loved about Invincible, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. The villains give these guys something to fight against. And they're 10,000 times worse and more diabolical and vicious. Let the villains be vicious. Let the villains rip people's faces off. Just just fine. I can live with that. I can't live with the heroes doing it. And and even in this cut, which is, you know, infinitely better, he still has the heroes doing non-heroic things. Do you think you're bringing too much baggage? Like you're coming into the movie... With the preconceived notion of Maybe. how it has I mean, to go, but I, but also I'm I, Snyder. Snyder has conditioned me to watch his films. I saw what he did with characters in Watchmen. I saw what he did with Superman v Batman. The, he had Jimmy Olsen is shot in the face in the first scene. Yeah, that's fun. We can just get rid of that guy. Doesn't matter. Superman's breaking nets. Batman's using guns on people and run over over people in his Batmobile. I mean, this guy's crazy. I can't crazy. defend. I can't defend those movies. Um, but, well, we'll, but, we'll get but, back and forth. Let, 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 let's hear. I want to hear. Let's hear what Rich has to say, and then we'll just all just have a free fall and argue about how awesome this is. First of all, it was awesome. Um, I think they fleshed out the. Uh, Flash and Cyborg uh, way better because they just threw them in there like, hey, there goes Flash. He's a fast guy. There goes Cyborg. He is there somehow. And I think they fleshed him out really good. Um, I really like the whole story with the with Cyborg and his father and building that whole thing up. 
Um, but yeah, man, I like I loved it. I didn't I didn't sit there and watch it the four the full four hours. I kind of watched it like an hour clip, like at work and like at home or whatever. But man, I, I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. I mean, listen, Jack, Harold's going to have to kill people. Let's 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 be grown ups here, all right, man. People are going to die, all right. It's just what it is. Jack, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. I understand how you feel in the other movies. Um, I don't mind Superman snapping Zod's neck. I just felt like I didn't feel like he tried every other option first. You know, so I so I, I agree with that. I don't mind him doing it. Batman v Superman. Yeah, on, on the rewatches, it's kind of, it's hard to get around Batman just murdering people, and not because he can't lose his mind, but because it's hard to justify why Superman wouldn't just throw him in prison. That's the hard thing in that movie. It's like you, you're putting Superman in a position where he's not going to stop this psychopath. But for Justice League, Wonder Woman taking him down. See, if I, in my imagination, when they come together, Superman leads them. He's the beacon of hope that show. And I think that's kind of the way it's in the comics a little bit, even the animated series. He is the one that's like Diana Chill. So it's cool to see her not chill. And she is the warrior. You know, she is. Those guys were about to, to blow up like a, a whole city block. And, and, and machine gun children. I don't know. I feel like you're filling in some gaps that aren't actually in this film, though. And let, let me clarify so this. She's a, she's a World War... See, here's the thing. I'll jump out. I'll let you go. And this was brought up in Jupiter's Legacy. Spoiler alert. When cops or soldiers have to put down the enemy, that's their job. Mm-hmm. And in this world, Wonder Woman's more of a soldier. Like she's not a superhero. Yeah. She's an Amazon warrior who, who who fought in wars and showed up murdering the enemy. That's what she did. Not murder, but took the enemies out with force. Steve Trevor running behind her with a gun, shooting people. Like that's how she got brought into man's world. So to see her take terrorists out. Not just like jewel thieves, terrorists. It was jarring, but it wasn't like that's out of character to me. Well, you asked me if I had baggage on the guy, and the answer is the guy, you know? And, and, And listen, let me clarify this. I do not have problem with violence and killing in a hero film in any of the comic book canons. It, to me, Invincible is probably some of the best comic book content that is out there. And what they do so well, I'll be cryptic as not to give too much away, but this might be a spoiler. There's a moment where Invincible is doing every Spoiler alert. Power. Spoiler alert. Every He's doing everything in his power to save just people, anyone he can. And this is a spoiler. He's failing miserably at it. I mean, the level in which he is failing is gut-wrenching. Yep. And and I can get behind that because he's doing everything in his power to help the person who can't help themselves. And Mm -hmm. that's what a, a hero has to be. And so how they choose to engage with villain how they choose to fight a villain in in public settings it matters dude it matters and snyder but, has, but that's that's character driven and you guys can jump in here with me not every character there there's some characters that have shades of wolverine has shades of logan like they're, they're not not all of them are superman and this story has a superman yeah and in does. this film in justice league he is superman so I don't need Wonder Woman to be I'll Superman. He's definitely more Superman than he's been in any of the other films. We're, but, and we're talking about Justice League. Yeah, but but it's kind of like talking about it's kind of like talking about uh, 
Avengers without actually addressing the fact that they've all come from somewhere leading up to this thing. So the but film you still can't judge this that, movie. Well, Chris, what, 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 what say you? What say you? So I think it's it's hard not to make that Avengers comparison because we feel like it, the Justice League didn't grow organically. Justice League was forced together and forced in our throats. Well, we had 10 years. You know, when did Iron Man come out versus when did the first Avengers movie keep come out? Mm-hmm. You know, we had... Yeah. It was Iron Man, Thor... Um, did Iron Man, Iron Man 2. Yeah. Thor, Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk. So we had a ton of movies in between. The Captain America first... Um, the the first Avenger that I thought was a little bit rushed, but fine. But we had this or, exactly. We had this full organic growth, and then I felt like DC was was you know they're coming out with their movies. Their, movie, their movies weren't doing as well as they thought it would do, so they took the Avengers formula and applied it to them, and it was rushed. And I feel like as as a fans, we kind of got got jerked out of what we really deserve to see this great team come together. Let so me to ask see... you a question off that. Let me ask you this question, Chris. And not to say Man of Steel and Batman v Superman were perfect movies because they weren't. But if Zack Snyder made a three and a half Justice League movie, which is possible, and if he cut out the slow motion, we probably would lose 30 minutes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I think that was his workaround. Because when I saw the Snyder cut, I didn't need a cyborg movie first, nor did I need a flat. Like it was a perfect introduction without needing movies. And I feel like if he did his thing and we saw Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then a three and a half hour Justice League, we would have been all right. He would have, it would have been reverse engineered. I don't think we would have felt shortchanged. No, I, and I agree with you because we've seen it. We've seen it happen in, in, even from taking from TV from a series standpoint, we're thrown in with Invincible. We're, without any spoilers, we're thrown into a world of superheroes we know nothing about. We know we have background on one character, and it works. Watchmen. Watchmen's a good example. Watchmen, we don't know anything about these characters. We're thrown into a universe we know very, very... Unless you read the book, we're thrown into a universe you know nothing about, but it works. But what I think the problem with Justice League, again, is that they took the Marvel formula and rushed the Marvel formula. Do you think it would have been a problem if we got a three and a half hour Justice League? It wouldn't have been a problem if we got a good Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman set the bar and made set the universe sloppily so that when they transitioned into, into Justice League, there were, there were flaws there. If you watch the, the director's cut of Batman v Superman, it's a different movie than what we saw in theaters, and it filled a lot of gaps of what was missing. Mm-hmm. And then it yeah. transitioned better into Justice League. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, that too. Yeah. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with your Watchmen comment, though. Jack was talking about Justice League, not Zack Snyder's whole body of work. But, no, but you're talking about the Snyder cut, which comes with Snyder. No, like, my, my, I, I liked Watchmen. <laughs> I like Watchmen too, but when all my plans with Watchmen, whether it was a good movie or a bad movie, I just think we were thrown into a universe we know nothing about, but we understand what's going on and we understand it works. Now, if you have problems with, with plot holes and stuff like that, I think that's a different conversation. Here's what I have a problem with. And and this is at the core of why I have baggage going into it. I think Zack Snyder is a dope director. Don't get me wrong. Visually, oh my God, the guy is untouchable. My problem, my red flag with his stuff is I feel like he puts form over content sometimes. And the thing about the Watchmen movie, if if you read the thing, then you know that Rorschach was over the line. He stepped over the line because he killed those villains. No one else was doing that. Rorschach was doing that. The other ones were using restraints because they were heroes and they wanted to be heroes. So they weren't killing the villains. You watch the Watchmen movie, right off the bat, he's got Spectre, Silk's 
Spectra's killing people. You got Night Owls killing people in the in the in the alleyway. Everyone is just killing everyone. And so by the time you get to Rorschach and he's killing everyone, and it's supposed to be shocking, we've already seen the other heroes killing everybody. So nobody gives it a uh, nobody cares at that point. It's not, <laughs> okay. not contrasted, right? There's no contrast. And I go again, I go, I think he lacks the empathy to understand the moral compass of these characters and what it means to be a hero. Hero has to make the hard choice. Can't just break everybody's arm and crack their necks and slam their head into a wall. I'll agree with Jack when it comes to Wonder Woman on on one account. And it's how I feel about Batman v Superman. And Rich, I want to hear from you. Um, Batman v Superman, like I said, if Batman lost his mind because Robin got murdered and he's killing people, fine. That's the story you're taking. Superman can't sit by and let that happen because now you're messing up his character. And in Justice League's daughter cut, I don't mind Wonder Woman killing that guy, but if she kills him, I did need the rest of the world to respond to the fact that this person with this much power can dispose of somebody like that without any checks and balances. You know, those children looked at her because she saved the day. But in real life, those children would look at that blood, <laughs> blood on that wall dripping. So there she was no... She killed one guy. She killed everybody. She killed... So, so there was no consequence for that action. And to me, that glorifies violence. I don't mind violence, but then we have to like, what's a real world consequence of seeing that? So I'll rock with Jack. I don't mind her killing, but I, I would have liked to see the world respond to this human that's a tank or this superpowered human that's a tank. Jack, I think I was, we were all together when we saw the preview for, for, for Man of Steel. We saw it in Times Square, right? Yeah. So I remember how upset you were with people, with the buildings coming down and the fight and, and this and that. And without giving too many spoilers, I think I'm not going to want to go into it too much because I know we're going to have a, a main topic coming very soon, strictly on Invincible. But what they, they did a good job of showing how a battle in an urban area would be and how it would affect everyone. And I think it really, really showed it. And then the thing I like so much about Invincible is being the last thing about Invincible. Then we'll move no on. Invincible. Yeah, no, no, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. Invincible was violent and it showed like the terrible, terrible, terrible consequences, but without being gratuitous just for, set, for the sake of an R rating. Just because yeah. they could they did it because it was extremely relative to, to everything, and it, it just worked out so perfectly. Dude, I think the end of Man of Steel with him fighting Zod in the city and the buildings collapsing is fantastic. It just missed what Invincible did, which is seeing him try to save everyone and fail because he's new at this. Like Invincible, spoiler alert, <laughs> literally accomplished what they wanted to do at the end of Man of Steel but didn't. And it was because, yeah, I agree with Jack. It was the oh. player. But that, but back to Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Outside of that, one of the other um, interesting things that I, I... I have a hard time with Martian Manhunter. Oh, my um, God. Because... I think you're, that. <laughs> you're telling me this guy's been sitting on the side the whole time. <laughs> Chilling you didn't right want now. to get in the game. Y'all doing good out there. Just keep it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was coming, but what happened was, yeah, what you know, happened was it wasn't my time yet. Doomsday killed Superman. <laughs> um, and th- and that's my point. In Justice League, when you know, it's Steppenwolf is coming, is hitting the fan. You don't know Superman's going to be brought back to life. Like, no one knows that's going to happen to, like, the end of the second act of the movie. And you're still, like, not getting involved. Um, I loved it because I know he threw that for the fans. But story-wise, it didn't make much sense to me. Um, yeah. I couldn't I I couldn't agree more on that one. And the other thing that was such a such a shame about introducing him that way is you 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 lost such a heartfelt scene between Man. Martha and Lois. Yeah. 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 What a great scene. And then yeah. it was all 
<laughs> Martian Manhunter in Kinda the skies. <laughs> the creepy? Yeah. Dude. He's like, I'm not going to get involved in the fight, but I'm going to go talk to Lois for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what? Now, what's, what's interesting about that is his original plan was not to include Martian Manhunter, was to use uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern. And um, this will be a news topic for another uh, episode, but he actually put up an image of the actor in the CGI Green Lantern suit. And if you think about it, at the end of Justice League, when Martian Manhunter shows up and talks to Bruce, they shot that to be Green Lantern. And it would make sense. He'd be off-world. You know, he's not, he might not even have been here. Um, so I wonder if, cause I think, um, Warner brothers was like, no, we're, they're mounting a HBO max, ju- uh, green lantern series. And they said, you can't use John Stewart cause we're going to use him." Um, so I think for him, he still wanted to throw a nod and his n- next best was going to be Martian Manhunter. Now I'm assuming that maybe he would have had both. Maybe we would still would have had that Martha scene and then just green lantern at the end. I don't know. But um, he wanted to use John Stewart, which would have made so much more sense to me. That's yeah. a tough, you know. I mean, sometimes uh, what studios studios have needs and directors have needs, and they don't line up, you know. And you got mm-hmm. people put in positions where they got to make odd choices or that they can't really justify. What was whack about that is the Snyder Cut's a standalone movie. It's not world-expanding. It's like, it's a swan song. So it's like, if he puts him in, y'all already said this is not continuity for anything else that comes out. He could have put in Jon Stewart and it would have just been the end of this movie. Well, I'll tell you what's interesting about that, not to get too off topic, um, the whole Flash film, it sounds like it's going to be dope the way they're tying in everybody. This is dope. But, you know, DC has a history of doing the embargoes on characters. You know, if, I know with the cartoons, if they're using uh, Robin in like a kid's cartoon, that Robin, that same Robin, whether it's Tim Drake or Dick Grayson, can't be in the grown-up cartoon. So it's something that DC's done for forever. So yeah. I'm not surprised that they that they embargoed Green Lantern. And I hope that when we get the Max series... I hope they do judge to injustice. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, especially, and we're not talking about this, but, you know, coming off of Falcon and Winter Soldier and just, you know, seeing this black soldier, and that's the Green Lantern Corps they are. Um, but, uh, Rich, I want to hear, like, my silent assassin, I want to hear from you. What do you think about how did the Martian Manhunter stuff affect, like, did, did it, how did it register with you? first of all it was like why like my man literally came at the end of everything was like hey if you need me I'll be here Bruce Wayne was like I mean we need you like five days ago but okay cool I got your number like come on Sam true true he's like Bruce Wayne's like I almost died right like it was like what was the like it, like you said if, if they did like Green Lantern at the end of that and brought him down because again he could have been like somewhere else and then yeah. just came in like hey I heard you guys needed some help but I was handling some other stuff over there but for it the opens future, up a whole nother thing yeah right but for the future I'm here hit me up but yeah the, the Martian and then also the, the lowest the lowest talk was that was also creepy it was like wait well, hold on like I was excited to see him but I was just like wait a minute it's like when you really think about what that Were is. Are you perving on Lois right now? What's going on? <laughs> but nah, like, uh, I, I mean, loved, I, I didn't get it. I loved everything about Superman and Batman. Like, I felt like the movie was a big um, course correct. And maybe that was the intention that Bruce Wayne, in, in, in being misguided in Batman v Superman, now in this movie, he's like, he tells Alfred, Alfred's like, how are you going to do this? He's like, faith. And it's like, okay, we're starting to see these characters turn into the comic book versions that we enjoy. Or, um, and even Superman, like I said, seeing him be Superman. Um, and the flash was just so much more heroic in this version, not just his backstory, but like he saved, he's the one that saved the world. 
Like they I lost. hated the flash in the first one. I hate him. I'm like, who is this toddler fumbling across the screen right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. I hated him, but this one, I loved him. Yeah. They lost. It was like, and he reversed time. It's like, uh, uh, if this movie came out the way it was supposed to, they would have done a part of the plot of Endgame or, or, or yeah, Endgame. Because Endgame, they went back in time and got the stones and had to reverse things. This would have came out first. And we would have saw the Flash reverse time. So they would have been like ahead of Marvel when it comes to like time travel, possible multiverse. You got to keep in mind, we did see Superman spin the Earth clock back. <laughs> Wait, absolutely. That made no sense. If you like really think about that, because <laughs> it's like you could have just you turn the Earth back and you just saved Lois. But like, what about? <laughs> I want to know on a scientific level what would happen if the planet stopped spinning for a moment and started rotating the other direction in orbit. I think every and that that split second, everything would lose gravity. Everyone would just fly into space yeah. and, then come cra- and then come crashing down and kill all life on Earth. I'm no physicist. I'm no scientist, but I'm pretty sure time travel is the last thing <laughs> that would happen. <laughs> you Everybody's Earth. going backwards now. Like, I don't know if that's how time works. And what sucks about it is he's never done that before, so he's just trying it. Let me roll the dice. Let me roll the dice. Lois dies. Destroy the world. A billion people. The world. I'm gonna just roll the dice on this bad boy. Um, what else about the Snyder? What really worked about the Snyder Cut for me though was all the character development. Like Chris said, it was that those four hours went by so effortlessly. Yeah. Like, Like I really enjoyed it. I mean, he was non-existent in the, in the first version. And there's, you know, you guys can Google if you want to get into Ray Fisher versus Warner Brothers and Joss Whedon. It's a whole thing. But the depth that his character brought to the story, like, yeah. he's, he's the story, story point where it's like the sac- what the sacrifice is to be a hero. Like what you lose, um, the 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 feeling like you're a monster, but then turning out to be the guy that you know. And he loses both of his parents, and I know they all lost their parents. It's kind of a superhero thing, but to even his father being heroic and taking the L to to like place just so there's going to be a heat signature. Like his father knew you guys aren't going to stop him here. The only way you're going to stop him is if you know where this is going. And I'm a, I'm with my life on the line in the end when Cyborg finally plays the recording. Yeah. Um, and another thing, I think the thing that makes DC different than Marvel and special in its own way is that where Marvel's supposed to be like real people with powers or imperfect and flawed. DC, they're supposed to be godlike. They're supposed to be gods. And to see the full extent of Cyborg and Flash's power, it's not like here's Superman and then the rest of them are under here. It's like Cyborg literally easily can infiltrate technology. And we saw it on a level that's like, dude, like you can cripple the economy with a thought if you want. You can like release nuclear warheads just by blinking. And then seeing Flash just I don't like to do this. And then literally reverse time. Um, it sets these guys up to go, oh, they're not just guys that are Superman's background dancers. It's like they all can can rock. Yeah. Which I really enjoy. Um, like if, if the Avengers in the movies fought this Justice League, it'd be a five-minute <laughs> altercation. <laughs> I mean, these guys are super-powered. Um, and what Black about Widow it. can't hold their own. Black Widow and Hawkeye can't hold their own. <laughs> you know, with enough time and preparation, isn't that what we say for all the heroes who have no powers? They just need preparation time. <laughs> um, is it is it awkward? And this is kind of like I mean, we saw this in the Avenger movie versions of it when you have these certain listen, man, certain superheroes are way more 
super than some of the other heroes, mm-hmm. right? As far as what their abilities are. Is it awkward when Batman's walking up the stairs and everyone who can fly or move really quick is just kind of meandering behind him? <laughs> is this is this awkward? You're, you're- uh, we had we actually Lawrence, we had this conversation like two weeks ago. So number one, Batman just shoots his shoots his grappling hook and holds the grapple up. Hook, Jack, there's no walking upstairs. That's it. He's not he's not fucking <laughs> wind going up. He's straight up walking. But I think where Batman fit, why Batman works with with all these oh, superpowered beings is Batman is the brain. Like we've seen it, we, we, we saw it in Justice where he took control, he put together the team. We you know there's all these movies, anime movies, where something will happen. Like if you watch Justice, something will happen, Batman will, will, will drop to, into the background, figure out the problem, let, let the, the power heroes fight, and then he'll come in and say, look, this is how we beat them, this is what we do. And it happens in the animated series, it happens in Justice League the animated series, number of movies. So that's why Batman works. This I'm is the problem I have work. with Black Widow. I'm not, I'm not at all saying he don't work. I'm asking, <laughs> why is everyone walking behind him? Well, there are scenes walk- in the Snyder film where... Because, where, he's, the, where, because he's the billion dollar, because right now the Nolan movies made him the biggest. <laughs> um, with this movie, what I loved about Batman was and, you know, the arc of it, where in Batman v Superman, it's like, I have to stop him. There's no way he can be here. I have to do it on my own, on my own, on my own. This movie, he knew his purpose was not to lead the fight or even really be in the fight. He knew that once he got the team together, once he got Superman, like that was his role that he fulfilled. Well, he's the he Nick Fury of it. He really is. Yeah, he's the Nick Fury. He's not even the Iron Man. He's the Nick Fury. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Which is dope. And if they continue this universe, it will be nice to see him used as this Nick Fury type of, of being. And this is, here's my issue with all that, Chris. Here's my issue with, with the Batman. His superpowers is like outside of Justice League comics, Superman is super intelligent. Like he is high IQ. He can strategize because he can think fast. Flash, Barry Allen is a forensic scientist, detective. This guy, like when he's not the Flash, he is breaking cases. Cyborg is the internet. So, and these things, we kind of have to dumb them down to give Batman like a place. Like Wonder Woman's like hundreds of years old. Like they, when it comes to strategy and intelligence, they actually would... Bat Bruce Wayne. I know you went away and trained for fifteen years, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But you you got to go back to the comics, though. I mean, I, and I'll say this: um, in that same same comic storyline where Superman flew through all the suns and took out the literally the creator of the universe on some level, that same creator of the universe said. To, to Bruce Wayne, there is no mind like yours in all of existence. And that's what, why I'm that, giving... What comic was that? Is that a this Superman is, comic? Or it's, Justice a Justice League? it's a Justice League comic. That's what I'm... In Justice League comics, they'll just give Batman that nod. But then when you see them in their own comic books, you're like, oh, they're all smart. And they all do that. But whenever they gotta give... They have to give Batman that. Because what's his... That's his... That's what's his he yeah, but what I love, sure. what, but I think with Batman, what you have here is the Flash has to be Barry Allen. Like he has Iris, he has a light. He's a forensic scientist, and Cyborg has a bigger purpose than just saving the day. And and and, and Diana, Wonder Woman, she wants to become like an ambassador or something. Batman is the only one that's so obsessed that he never stops being Batman. And I think that's what gives him the edge. Clark eventually goes home to Lois and has dinner. Batman is always Batmaning, And that type of obsession, that type of always in front of the back computer, always working, 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 gives him the edge. So I would like to see down the line that type of obsessive Batman. Where it's like, you may not be smarter than Clark, but you outwork everybody on this team. 
because you're a psychopath. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember the Superman Batman comic book before they did the rebirth where Batman briefly had Superman's powers? Oh. Batman so, had Superman's powers. Yes, he had, for yeah, for a limited time he had the power of Superman. And Batman went through and did all this stuff for all these people. And he went back to Superman and told him, How could you waste your gifts like you do? Oh. oh let's play with this. Let's play with this. Batman's right, but I think since Batman struggles with I don't know if he does or not, but you can you can argue whether he struggles with humanity. He can't be Bruce Wayne. Like that child died at nine years old. If he has Superman's powers, he might cross the line. He might turn into a god. See, no, I don't I don't think so. I think he'll be less likely to cross the line because he has to put less effort into stopping these guys, where when he's the way he is, a human, he's like, you know, I have to give everything I got. And it's a fine line. Like, but, like this. But there, there, there has to be something to Superman's goodness, his upbringing, his Clark Kentness, that makes him the hope. Did you guys read power. Yes. He was crazy in the beginning. Um, Speeding <laughs> Bullets, it's Elseworlds where pretty much Clark grows up as Bruce Wayne. It's his, his, his ship lands in, in Gotham and he kind of goes through Bruce Wayne's life and he puts on the bat suit and he's terrifying. And I think Batman, I don't think as, as great as Bruce Wayne is, I think it's the broken bones. I think it's the loss of Robins that keeps him in check. I think Batman, I think anyone with that trauma with unlimited power will be corruptible. I just well, think so. You guys reading the uh, um, in, any of the injustice stuff, we which is it. which is obviously its own you know canon at this point. Which is also the reason why I think Superman would beat up Omni Man and Homelander and Utopian. When we see that guy, because <laughs> that's what's underneath all of it, right? I mean, there's that great uh, I. Th- was it is it is it Batman Superman comic book where they're fighting uh, Darkseid and and uh, Supergirl comes into town yeah. and she's like yeah. flying so quick and he's like trying to keep up and then there's yeah. the he's like listen I spend all day every day just holding back. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I think for Batman to say you've been wasting your gift is like the reason why he doesn't have it. I, I also, did he know he, he, did he know, did Batman know how long he was going to have the powers? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't a, 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 a definitive thing. It was a very, very short period of time that he knew it was going to be, no, it was a definitive thing. He knew it was going to be for a short period of time and that he was going back to normal. It's excessive. Like Superman had to train himself to not hear help or else he would go mad he he'd be, he would not be uh, he'd be a robot. Batman's too obsessive. He would there would be no off switch. Eventually, well, th- th- actually, there's a really good. I forget which one it is, but there's a really good Superman comic book that deals with that. I mean, his his hearing is so in tune. He hears the specific heartbeats of people who are close to him in his life. You know, mm-hmm. and. I think it, I also think it's sorry, man. Sorry to jump in. I think it's unfair, uh, unfair, whatever that means. <laughs> talking about comic books, uh, for Batman to be a little turned about it when he knew he was going to have a finite time with it. Of course, he's going to do everything, and they go, "You're not doing everything every day." Like, yeah, man, try to maintain <laughs> that over more than a day. <laughs> so you have a Superman and Batman fan going at it. Um, Guys, we're almost out of time. This is an awesome talk. Um, it's our first one, so show us some love. Um, thank you guys for joining us as we geek out. Uh, I guarantee you this will get smoother as we go on, which is a lot of fun. A couple guys talking, three brothers and a shot of milk. 
Um, you can find me on Instagram if you want to check me out. I'm at L St. Vic on Instagram. Chris, where you at on Instagram? Instagram, way bad trad, W-A-Y-B-A-D-S-R-A-D, first motorcycle. Woo! <laughs> Jack, where, where can they find you on the gram or any of your social? Uh, Super Byron X4 on Instagram. B Y R O N X4. Super. Rich. You can catch me at Critical IV. And um, I mean, that's my personal drink. I'm going to make a better one for just specifically for this show. For you people. Yeah, let's do it for the fans. Let's do it for the fans. Just just for you people. But if you want to see my life, the boring life that it is, Critical IV, hit me up. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. We'll be back, same bat time, same bat channel. And we will have our own social up of Free Brothers and a Shot of Milk very soon. Deuces.